Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News. With Steve and Ted, I'm Steve McIntosh. We have drizzle and fog now and 33 degrees. KNSS breaking news. Police are investigating a fatal shooting in northeast Wichita. Officers were called to a home around 2 a.m. near 15th and Poplar. First responders found two people who had been shot. One person died while the other person was hospitalized with critical injuries. No word from police on a possible suspect, but they don't believe there is a threat to anyone in the neighborhood. The nation's first primary is underway in New Hampshire, and one candidate is starting off strong. Fox's Mark Meredith has the latest from Dixville Notch, New Hampshire. The voting is officially over here in the first of the primary contests. All six ballots now being pulled out of the ballot box. They're going to put it on this whiteboard as the number comes in. It is official. Wow. All six of the uh, votes that were cast being for Nikki Haley. I see for Donald Trump they've put a zero indication that <laughs> the former president got none of the votes up here in Dixville Notch. And I guess that makes it about as official as it could possibly get. Wichita Public Schools Chief Financial Officer Susan Willis gave the Board of Education recommendations about how to save money for the current and upcoming budgets at the Board of Education meeting Monday night. She laid out several potential phases on how to trim money. Plus, uh, phase one includes administrative solutions like eliminating non-school positions through attrition. Phase two would look for ways to cut at least $16 million through either building closures or cutting staff. Willis said it would be the equivalent of about 230 teachers. She ended with recommendations for the board to give staff permission to look at a limited building reduction option to address some of the budget deficit for the 2025 fiscal year. At today's workshop, the Wichita City Council will take on several items. Mayor Lily Wu tells KNSS News. The one uh, topic that we will be discussing is economic development. And I know that that's a hot topic in our community. People want to know, how are we uh, growing Wichita? Um, and what are the tools that the city of Wichita has? So this is a great chance for the community to come out or to tune in on YouTube to listen to that topic. The council will also discuss the results of a recent citizen survey. Wu commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Stephen Ted in the Morning Show on KNSS. The Sedgwick County Sheriff's Office has released the name of a 31-year-old man who was killed in a rollover crash southeast of Garden Plain Saturday night as Jacob Schneider of Goddard. The crash occurred near 263rd Street West and West 23rd Street South. A man who cops say shot and killed eight people in suburban Chicago 
has been found dead in Texas from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Cops say U.S. Marshals caught up with 23-year-old Romeo Nance near Natalia, Texas. And as they moved in, Nance pulled a gun and turned it on himself. He was wanted for the shootings and killings of eight people at three locations in the Chicago suburbs. Cops in Joliet, Illinois, have said they don't know the motives, but that Nance knew all of his victims. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. Less than two weeks since the first series of airstrikes, the U.S. and U.K. launched another series against an Iranian-backed political group. Fox's Jennifer Griffin has the latest from the Pentagon. American and British warships and warplanes carried out multiple strikes on Houthi targets in Yemen, the second time since January 11th. F-18 fighter jets from the USS Eisenhower and Tomahawk cruise missiles struck eight Houthi targets, including Al-Dalameh Air Base and missile launch sites and underground facilities where the Iranian proxy stores its ballistic missiles and drones being fired at Red Sea shipping lanes. Australia, Bahrain, Canada, and the Netherlands praised the strikes. U.S. Central Command said in a statement, the targets included missile systems and launchers, air defense systems, radars, and deeply buried weapons storage facilities. At the Pentagon, Jennifer Griffin, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 6.04, four minutes past six o'clock. Stephen's Hit of the Morning, KNSS, 609, down nine minutes past six o'clock. 33 degrees. Legislators in Jackson County, Missouri, voted Monday to override the veto of Jackson County Executive Frank White and place the renewal of a sales tax on the April ballot to help fund a new ballpark for the Kansas City Royals. The tax of three-eighths of a cent is used under the current lease agreement for stadium upkeep at the Truman Sports Complex. The renewal would not only help pay for the replacement for Kauffman Stadium, but also future renovations to Arrowhead Stadium for the Kansas City Chiefs. A Supreme Court ruling allows federal agents to remove razor wire placed at the southern border by Texas officials. Fox's Bill McGugan has the latest. So this is just a temporary ruling while the merits of the case are being litigated in the Supreme Court. But look, it is undoubtedly a huge win for the Biden administration, which has sued Texas virtually every single time they have tried to uh, secure their own border. So look, in a five to four ruling today, uh, the Supreme Court decided that the Biden administration's Border Patrol can resume cutting and removing the razor wire Texas has deployed at the border in the Eagle Pass area, at least for now. Justice John Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett a Trump appointee, both actually sided with the court's three liberal justices to rule in favor of the Biden administration and allow that razor wire to be removed, while conservative justices Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, Neil Gorsuch, and Brett Kavanaugh all opposed the decision. in and out the classic California burger chain announces a closure to one of its stores because of crime. Fox's Bill Malugan has the latest. This is a California staple we're talking about, known all across the world for their burgers, their fries. They're now being forced to close their doors in Oakland, where crime out there just continues to run rampant, just like here in L.A. In-N-Out Burger says despite repeated efforts to create safer conditions for their workers and customers, both are regularly victimized by armed robberies, car break-ins, theft, and property damage. A spokesperson said that though Store 193 remains busy and profitable, the closure 
closure is the first of its kind throughout their 75 years operating, saying in part, quote, our Oakland store will be the first location we have closed. We feel the frequency and severity of the crimes being encountered by our customers and associates. Leave us no alternative. The restaurant is the only location in Oakland, California. Now look at the forecast. Uh, let's KNSS News Time now, 611, 11 minutes past 6 o'clock. And just before the forecast, we'll hit a little bit of traffic, but I gotta say, the traffic. they're kind of the same thing today because the, the big thing in traffic right now, uh, traffic volume still fairly light, so the big thing is fog. the weather, the yeah. fog. Yeah, visibility at Eisenhower National Airport listed at three quarters of a mile. It's actually going to be more dense in some areas, so visibility definitely a problem out there right now. And you also have to remember, that temperature is just hovering right around the freezing point. So things could be getting slippery as well. Uh, best to just uh, be very careful today. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A dense fog advisory has been issued across much of south central Kansas. Temperatures hovering just at or slightly above freezing. It'll be cloudy through much of today with a high 37. Another system moves in after midnight that will bring us occasional rain, our low 35. Showers off and on early Wednesday with a high 42. I'm KMSS meteorologist and holiday. Now drizzle and fog and 33 degrees. Northeast wind at 3 miles per hour. Steve at 10 of the morning here on KNSS 613. And yes, I just came back from our, our local QT quick trip store. And I can tell you, it is foggy out there. No doubt about it. Our new QT is there. Is it Douglas and uh, Douglas and uh, Rock. Rock. And uh, that's the first time I've been in there since they opened last week. <laughs> that's pretty nice. It's a lot bigger than the old one. A lot yep. more stuff in there. And if people are friendly, a lot of shells. I did notice this, though. I looked at it. I was looking for the... the uh, the croissants and the biscuits, they had breakfast biscuits, biscuits every morning. They yeah. Didn't ha- they didn't have any. They really? Were there, they were just starting to cook them. Oh. Apparently, the new crew doesn't understand. Get in there early. <laughs> I don't know. Having a little fun with them. But they, yeah. They got a great store over there. Well, and I, I think. Superstore. Another thing I was thinking that they were probably missing out on, that parking lot for the old one was kind of small. Yeah, it was. There was, there was always full, basically. This new one has a, several more parking spaces and more room. So, sure yeah. does. We had a gray, drizzly day. Oh, by the way, Ted's uh, under the weather again today. Ted Woodward is ill today. A gray, drizzly day across uh, central Kansas Monday. Wichita's high temperature, 33 degrees. Normal high for the date, 44. Wichita recorded eight hundredths of an inch of rain at midnight. As of last midnight, This that's less than a tenth of an inch. On this date in 1988, Northeast Colorado experienced the most severe thunderstorm in many years. Boulder had measured a 92-mile-per-hour gust when the anemometer blew away. Yeah. (laughs) The instrument to measure wind blew away. Yep, see ya. In the mountains, Mines Peak was whiplashed by 120-mile-per-hour gusts in Northeast Colorado. On this date in 1964, the 24th Amendment to the United States Constitution, eliminating the poll tax in federal elections was ratified as South Dakota became the 38th state to endorse it. They had, you had to, you had to uh, pay a tax to vote some places in 1964. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe that. Mm. Well, there was a reason behind it. (laughs) 
New York City intends to wipe out more than $2 billion in medical debt for up to 500,000 residents. Tackling a top cause of personal bankruptcy, Mayor Eric Adams announced the decision Monday. The city is working with RIP Medical Debt, a nonprofit that buys medical debt in bulk from hospitals and debt collectors for pennies on the dollar. The group targets the debt of people with low incomes or financial hardships and then forgives the amounts. Under the program, the city will spend $18 million over three years. Hmm, how about that? And Dexter Scott King, the youngest son of Martin Luther King Jr., has died after a battle with prostate cancer. The King Center has announced he was just 62 years old. Wow. And uh, see, the body of a man missing for weeks has been found stuffed inside the chimney of the Georgia house he was renting. Bibb County Sheriff's deputies tell local news outlets the body of Anthony Rumplick had been missing since uh, late December, found Friday, wrapped in a blanket and stuffed in the chimney of a house oh, in Macon, Georgia. Mm. Rumplick's uh, roommate said he noticed a ladder leading up against the house Friday, climbed the ladder, saw the blanket in the chimney. Rumplick's uh, Macon landlord had reported him missing after finding the door to his rental house open and concluding it was suspicious. They found him in the chimney. I don't know what's going on, whether he was playing Santa Claus or what. Mm. Oh, a little late in the season for that. You know, maybe uh, he was, well, they, they said finding the door open. I was thinking maybe he was locked out and he thought he could get in through. That way, who knows? Ah, that, It's a mystery. Weird. What a, of course, uh, we do, uh, uh, Ted and I are film buffs, and we do a lot of reporting on, on films in the blur, and entertainment and so forth. I'm gonna, can't wait for the blur. I got to tell you that Norman Frederick Jewess and Norman Jewison has died at the age of 97. This guy had seven Academy Award nominations. His films actually received 46 nominations. He was a director, and his films won 12 Academy Awards. Now, this guy, one of my favorites, In the Heat of the Night, Fiddler on the Roof, Moonstruck, which is a personal favorite of mine, Cincinnati Kid, also a favorite of mine. Let's see here. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. An interesting film from, from 1966 which I like, Thomas Crown Affair with Steve McQueen back in 1968. Um, yeah, that, I was thinking maybe Bullet as well, but I don't, I don't know. Hmm. I, don't, I don't have Bullet on my list here. So. But he was really a good one. This guy was something else. He has died at the age of 97. And before we move on, just one more. Uh, for those who may be from Wichita on the west side, uh, who may have known John Levi, who is a a uh, phys ed teacher at Hadley Junior High School. When I was there, he was my basketball coach in junior high. John has passed away down in Arizona at the age of 95. We had him. I interviewed him just, just a few months ago. He had an interesting life in that we never knew. And we knew he was a coach, but we never knew that, uh, uh, that he was. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember uh, this interview. He, yeah. he, he was a war hero. He actually was in the Navy. He was a corpsman uh, with the Marines at, uh, at uh, the reservoir. Yeah, Chosen Reservoir, where everybody froze to death. He was there, and I had quite a had quite a military career. So, and I got to interview him, like you said, a couple of months ago, and we talked about that. And he coached my brothers and me over at Hadley way back in the day. There will be, uh, according to the uh, email that I got, there will be a celebration of in Wichita at Rest Haven Funeral Home, March twenty third, coming up at eleven o'clock. I'm marking my calendar. I'm going to that. 
But there was a pretty well-known around the North High and the North High School and, and that area. John Levi passes away. 619, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Ted is, again, having a day off. He's having some illness. And uh, Jad Chambers on the sports desk again this morning. Jad, what's happening? Well, NCAA women's basketball, Kansas State, has its best ranking in 21 years. The Wildcats move up to fourth in the Associated Press Bowl. The Wildcats, they climbed three spots to get there. They were last ranked this high back in 2003. Uh, South Carolina remains number one in the poll. UCLA moved back up to number two. They beat Colorado, and uh, Colorado uh, remains in third, which means, uh, again, the K-State ladies number four in the nation. And, uh, well, they were trying to hold on to that spot because they were in action last night. They were, it was a tough test. They were on the road facing number 13, Baylor. Baylor led for most of the game, in fact, but the Wildcats managed to claw their way back, led 58 to 55 with just seconds left. Baylor attempted a three at the buzzer, but the shot was blocked by junior guard Jalen Glenn. Eliza uh, Maupin, Gabby Gregory, and Serena Sundell each had 16 points. Kansas State extends their winning streak to 13. They win at 58-55. The Wildcat ladies return home Saturday for a matchup with BYU. The AP men's top 25 poll, another week of movement around the top. The same two teams at the top, uh, re- uh, reigning national champion Connecticut, number one, Purdue, number two. Kansas had been third, but uh, they dropped several spots. They drop uh, four spots down to number seven following that loss at West Virginia. The Big 12 does still lead the nation with seven ranked teams, despite TCU dropping out. The Jayhawks were looking to bounce back from that loss at West Virginia. Uh, that happened back on Saturday. They were looking to do that last night in Lawrence. They were hosting Cincinnati. It was the first ever conference matchup between the Jayhawks and the Bearcats. KU jumped out to a big lead early. Cincinnati managed to tie it at 35 by halftime. But some really cold shooting for the Bearcats in the second half led to a 74-69 Jayhawk win. Next up for KU, a road matchup at number 23, Iowa State. Tune in to 97.5 and 1240 KFH tonight at 6 o'clock. It's the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Kansas City Chiefs in Baltimore on Sunday to face the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. The Baseball Writers Association will reveal the results of this year's Hall of Fame voting. Former third baseman Adrian Beltre and longtime Twins catcher Joe Maurer are getting strong support in their first year on the ballot. Beltre is 18th in career base hits with 3,166. He belted 477 home runs and won five gold gloves. Maurer is a three-time American League batting champion and is the only catcher in history to win more than two batting titles. Former Colorado Rockies slugger Todd Helton is on the ballot for a sixth time. Helton last year received more than 72% of the vote. He was a 11 votes shy of election. A player needs 75% of the votes to be elected. Bob Mortali, Fox News. And that's sports on Stephen Ted in the morning. 622 now. Keep it here for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A look at obsessive compulsive behavior. That's coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve. At 10 in the morning, Steve McIntosh here. 6.30 and 33 degrees. A search is on for two escapees from an Arkansas prison who are considered armed and dangerous. 
The Jefferson County Sheriff's Office said it discovered Monday morning that the two prisoners escaped in the last two days from the Dub Brassel Adult Detention Center in Pine Bluff, southeast of Little Rock. 23-year-old Jatonia Bryant was being detained on probable cause for capital murder in connection with the 2023 shooting. The sheriff's office identified the second suspect as 22-year-old Noah Rausch. He's a murder suspect being held on residential burglary and theft of property charges. The sheriff's office hasn't said how the prisoners escaped. I'm Deborah Valentine, Fox News. Wichita Mayor Lily Wu tells KNSS News she's going to the state capitol to lobby for help on a local project. Um, just last week, we talked about veteran homelessness, and then this week we're going to go back up to Topeka again to say we need some help with um, our homeless uh, situation here in Wichita. What can you do to help us with a facility that we've been calling the multi-agency center? Who commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Stephen Ted of the Morning Show on KNSS. Adam Tebbin of Wichita died over the weekend doing what he loved, working as a travel nurse on a flight in Oklahoma to save patients. Tebbin's Air Evac Life Team flight went down in Oklahoma outside the town of Hiro Saturday night. Two others died in the crash. The White House is responding to the U.S. Navy declaring two SEALs that went missing to be dead. In a statement from the White House, President Biden wrote, Jill and I are mourning the tragic deaths of two of America's finest. Our hearts go out to the family members, loved ones, friends and shipmates who are grieving for these two brave Americans. National Security Spokesman John Kirby added, We ought to just take a moment to remember that a couple of families are just got the worst news possible. Um, and it's important that they know uh, that the president and the first lady will stay solidly behind them and their families, make sure that they get all the support they need. At the Pentagon, Jennifer Griffin, Fox News. Pilots at one major airline have negotiated a big pay boost. Pilots at Southwest Airlines are the latest among the nation's four largest airlines to negotiate significant wage increases. The Southwest Airlines Pilot Association announced they ratified a contract Monday to increase their pay by nearly 50 percent by 2028. It includes an immediate 29 percent pay bump. The deal follows three years of bargaining and will impact 11,000 pilots. The union said the contract also includes changes to retirement, scheduling and parental leave programs. The union says the contract also includes changes to retirement, scheduling, and parental leave programs. Tom Graham, Fox News. Now let's take a look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We're seeing some widespread areas of dense fog to start the day. With cloud cover sticking with us, our high temperature 37. Rain will move our way overnight down to 35. Some patchy fog to start the morning on Wednesday with light rain through the afternoon, or high 42. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. Now drizzle and fog in 33 degrees, a northeast wind at just 3 miles per hour. At which uh, severe weather station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Stephen, Ted of the morning, 634 now. And uh, again, Ted, is uh, Ted to have a morning off with illness this morning? On this day in 1845, Congress decided all national elections would be held on the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November. They decided that in 1845, and that's the way we do it. I don't know why, but there you go. Yeah. On this date in 1971, the coldest temperature ever recorded in the U.S. occurred when Prospect Creek, Alaska, located 180 miles north of Fairbanks, tumbled into a thermal abyss to 80 below zero. Wow, that's cold. 
Very cold. Alaska. Hmm. Okay. A giraffe named Benito is being moved from the loneliness of Mexico's border city of Ciudad Juarez to maybe find love and warmth in his new home. He's a tall load, about 16 feet high. He has a tarp above so he won't get scared looking out over the top of the truck or whatever. The four-year-old giraffe is being relocated to Puebla State in central Mexico following a campaign by animal rights activists. It's been a long and lonesome road for Benito, but the Africam Solari Park, Safari Park, where he is being taken, has female giraffes and better weather. So Benito could be in store for some good times. A spokesman for Colombia's Navy. Did you know Colombia had a Navy? Says the South, uh, South American country has intercepted its first narco submarine of the year as drug traffickers in the country produce record amounts of cocaine destined for Europe and the United States. The submersible was intercepted Saturday morning off Colombia's Pacific coast. The 15-meter-long homemade craft carried almost 800 kilos of cocaine in small packages the size of bricks that were stamped with scorpions or Mexican flags. Spokesman says last year, Colombia's Navy captured 10 narco submarines. Apparently somebody has figured out how to build a submarine. Yeah. It'll carry drugs. I wonder if it's got a, a periscope in it or some uh, torpedo tubes. Now, that's 15 meters long, which is the thing is almost 50 feet long. That's a good-sized vessel. And they're using them to smuggle drugs off the coast of Colombia. Coming up just about an hour from now, we will be checking in uh, for our weekly visit with Sedgwick County Commission Chair Ryan Beatty. And that's it. Uh, comes our hour at 6.35 this morning. Here with Steve and Ted in the morning. And if you are looking for employment uh, or you know somebody who's looking for employment, there is a uh, health care, a health, uh, well, let's see, it's got a, let's call it a, uh, a workforce uh Whatever you call them. What do you call them when they have jobs? A job fair? Yeah, job fair. There it is, right there in front of me. Okay. Health, healthcare and education job fairs. It's today from 1 to, to 3 p.m. at the Wichita Workforce Center on North Amadon. Uh, who's involved? Healthcare Clinic, Impact, USD 259 Wichita, USD 262 Valley Center, USD 266 Mays, WSU Tech, and uh, the Workforce Alliance, Kansas Works. Uh, works for work center. They're all involved in this thing. If you're looking for something in healthcare and education, job fair, one to three p.m. today on North Amadon. Six thirty-eight now. Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS. Time for the KNSS commodities update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Stephen Jad. The five area feed yards last week sold a little over 29,000 head of cattle, the lowest total in the past several years. Kansas average steer price last week, 173.05. That was up $1.29 from the previous week. Now, the cattle complex Monday opened negative, traded mostly negative, but uh, did have a slight time that they had two-sided trading but went back negative by the close. Lean hogs had two-sided trading yesterday but closed mostly higher. On the close, February live cattle were 60 lower at 173.77. March feeders down 67 at 231.27. And Feb hogs 17 higher at 70.92. Now, early session trading Monday was negative for the grain and the soybean complexes. Soybean meal had its lowest trade since July of 2020. 
2022. The Commitment of Traders report back on Friday showed the managed money continued to increase their net short positions in our grain and soy complexes. Now, growing conditions in Brazil and Argentina are still the main focus of the trade, especially the dryness that is starting to occur in Argentina. At the moment, March KC wheat's a penny and three quarters higher at 608 and three quarters. March corn up penny and a quarter at 447. March soybeans four and three quarters higher at 1229. March crude oil down 59 cents at 74.17. February gold $3.80 higher at 2026 dollars. March S&P three and a quarter points higher at 4,884. The March dollar index, 13 cents higher, $103.25. And March Dow Jones futures, 48 points lower at 38,151. And of course, yesterday was the second straight session of the Dow, making all time record highs and record close. Well, for more info, call Leffler Commodities at 866-GO-TO-TOM. Yeah, Tom watches that Dow. It just feels like we got a, a New Year's rally going on there or something, huh? Exactly. It's off to a heck of a good start once again. Yeah. Is there any rhyme or reason to it? Do we know, or just uh, <laughs> people in a good mood? I I really can't tell you. There, there's know. so much uh, different contrast out there about opinions on what the economy's doing. I mean, we're hearing more layoffs coming along the line right now, and it's like, well, the market's still strong, but we still got people that are getting laid off. Well, you got on the other side of the coin. Companies are looking for people to come to work for. Them. Yeah, some people are laying off, and other people are looking for. Hey, I need a couple of three or four hundred people. So exactly, well, is, and what? we continue to still see prices go up too, which is still a concern out there. Yeah, that's that's true. All right, sir. Thank you. We will check with you again tomorrow morning. It's uh, KNSS News Time is six forty-one. Coming up, Don Grant, CFP, the Money Tracker. Stay with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS 646 here on this Tuesday morning. Three big things. Three. Wichita School Board will look at budget cuts that could include building closings and eliminated more than 200 teaching positions. Two. Wichita City Council Workshop will hear results of a citizen survey. One. Voting underway in New Hampshire presidential primary. Three big things. Stephen Ted on KNSS. traffic this morning here in the Wichita area. We've got a traffic accident reported. This is at uh, 29th Street North and 119th West. Uh, You'll want to avoid this intersection if you can. Again, that's uh, 29th Street North and 119th West. A report there of an injury traffic accident. Remember, we've still got some dense fog here in the area. Visibility can be an issue out there. Traffic update 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Dense fog advisory this morning. Freezing drizzle, rain, and fog today with a high of 38 degrees. 80% chance for rain tonight, the overnight low 35. For Wednesday, 30% chance for rain. And tomorrow's high, 43 degrees. Now drizzle and fog and 33 degrees. Northeast wind at 3 miles per hour. At Wichita's severe weather station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Stephen, 10 in the morning now, 648. New York City residents living near migrant shelters are sounding off about safety. This is Fox on Justice. Nearby residents of Floyd Bennett Field in Brooklyn, where 2,000 migrants are housed, complaining of rising crime. Many saying they don't feel safe in their own neighborhoods. Here's Paul King 
president of the Bell Harbor Property Association. In our neighborhood, you know, we've seen sudden panhandling both in homes and schools. We've seen prowlers. We've seen unlicensed vehicles zipping through the neighborhood. And we only have one bus that goes to Brooklyn, so it's getting overcrowded. At issue, groups of migrants walking door-to-door panhandling in residential neighborhoods near Floyd Bennett. Others say theft, prostitution, and scams are rising. Eric Adams, mayor of New York City, says that violators of the law will be thrown out of taxpayer-supported facilities and has instituted curfews at four of those facilities. New York State says the answer is taxpayer dollars. Governor Hochul is proposing allocating new spending of $1.9 billion to pay for migrant needs over the next two years. Jerry Willis, Fox News. Looks like a New Year's rally on Wall Street. Wall Street continues into record territory, feeding a momentum from last week's highs. Today, the Dow closed above the 38,000 mark for the first time ever. On the day, the Dow added 138 points. The Nasdaq jumped 49. The S&P 500 gained 11. The Dow winners today, Walgreens Boots Alliance, Walt Disney, and United Health. The decliners, Home Depot, Nike, and McDonald's. Oil prices rose as traders saw supply tighten due to conflicts in the Middle East as well as Ukraine. Bitcoin fell to a seven-week low today at one point. Cryptocurrency was trading below 40000 And pilots at Southwest Airlines expected to get a pay raise. Tom Graham, Fox News. Don Grant, CFP, the Money Tracker, with us here on this Tuesday morning. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Steve and Jad. You know, we go to the doctor and the dentist and the eye doctors to check on our physical health, and we'll regularly take a car in when that irritating wrench light comes on on the dash. But but what about your financial health? There's no idiot light that comes on and no reminders from the insurance company to remind us. We We often learn that we're in financial peril after it's too late. Well, here are some steps that you can take to do a quick financial checkup. First of all, Check on your spending through a review of your debt-to-income ratio. Pull out your credit card and checking account statements to learn what you actually spend. Compare that to your pay stubs and other income sources. Do they net each other out, or are you spending more than you make? If you are, there are some adjustments that need to be made. Are your emergency and slush accounts fully funded? Their purpose is to cover expenses if you lose your job or have an extraordinary expense or want to make a discretionary purpose. That's what the slush fund is for. The emergency fund is for emergencies. The slush fund could cover an event such as a want but not a need. Now, check on your risk management to ensure that you have proper insurance. This includes not just homeowners, auto and business coverage, but perhaps also an umbrella policy for a claim that's greater than your overall coverage. It would also be disability and life insurance. Are you handling your savings as well as debt paydowns? If you have consumer debt, your 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 long-range savings will determine your lifestyle in retirement. Short-term savings help you save for special things like events. Perhaps you're saving for a down payment on a house or a new car. Can you afford to do both, to save for both, and pay down any debt that you already have? If not, put that debt in as a priority. Check your credit scores to ensure that there are no outstanding neglected debts and keep your borrowing costs down. And finally, all of these actions should be covered in your financial plan. If you have any questions, you can give me a call over at Saber Wealth. The number's 267 600 Don, what's uh, what's going on with the, the stock market? The Dow just keeps going up. 
Dow is well as 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 you probably learned from twenty years of money trackers here that the the, the Dow Jones Industrial Average and and uh, the S and P five hundred the ind- yeah. indexes the the stock market essentially is a leading indicator. It's ahead of the uh, of the actual economy, and the reason is is that corporations look at risk going forward and they see what they can do to make money down the line. Right. So. So what it what it to me it it harkens of a of a better economy. We're already seeing it start to turn. I don't know if the last time I went to the grocery store I saw things coming down a bit. Gas is at the lowest it's been in ten years, even relative to what the cost per dollar. I mean, what two sixty a gallon? Yeah, that's... you know. So so the economy is coming around, and we just had a report two days ago or at the end of last week on consumer sentiment. Consumer sentiment is at the highest it's up. It's been up in 15 years. It's up like 13 percent. So it's, See, that was a disconnect. Was it? We saw these signs that was getting better, but the the general public didn't have it yet. It seems like it seems like well, it's because they were still they're still reeling from inflation. Inflation is still there, yeah. but 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 once again, the the inflationary rate is seems appears right now to be under control for for a, a multi for a number of quarters now. Inflation. You know, on a on a topical uh, uh, for the for the broad economy is down. Yeah. But <clears throat> things like grocery stores and and other retailers are charging more. And we also had a report come out last week in the Wall Street Journal and several other uh, credible sources that there are a number of corporations, big corporations, that are gouging prices. In other words, what they've done is they have raised their price on goods. Uh, when their production has gone down dramatically, because supply chains are essentially back, they do that because other companies are raising their prices. <laughs> they are, and uh, they they and there there are there are many quotes that we have that you know that that are on that are uh, by the CEO of those companies saying, hey, you know we're we're up this much, but our costs are down this much, so they're giving it back in the way of dividends. Late seventies, we had inflation that was unreal. Yeah, we had some in what two thousand eight when that recession came around. But there is a lot of a lot of young people who. Who don't know that you know we hadn't had inflation for like fifteen years? It's like new. It's a new nothing. concept. Yeah. So let's get it back down there. I'm I'm looking forward to that, but I like seeing the markets going the way it yeah, is. Yeah, but, me too. But keep in mind, you know, there's always going to be ups and downs. So so, but it's it is it is running pretty nicely right now. Today is National Handwriting Day, encouraging us to put ah. a pen to paper and write out our thoughts. According to the Writing Instrument Manufacturers Association, uh, of course, <laughs> a chance for all to re-explore the purity and power of handwriting. How good is your handwriting, Don? When I want it to be good, it's pretty good. But when I always rush it. Yeah, when, when I rush hurry, it, yeah. I used to get some great in when I was grade school and started off with the cursive. I got terrific grades. Are they? They're still teaching cursive, aren't I, they? I don't or know. not? I don't know whether my grandkids are learning it or not. By the way, did to, another thing. Do you have a f- favorite writing instrument? You don't seem to. I, I uh, well, because I, I, I don't, you know you don't have one in your pocket all the time. I, I don't have one in my pocket because you don't need them as much as you used to. If I need to take notes, I just say hey, you know, to my phone and and have it take a note. But no, I like those. I like those pen tells. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, are good. The gel gel writers. Yeah, and I've got the, this, this. This this is a tool is what I'm using. T U L. Ah, uh, I like that one. It's got, got a nice. Is it a gel? It's got a nice yeah. little glide yeah. Yeah, to yeah, it. Point, point oh seven smooth point smooth glide. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, that used those to carry nice. a Mont Blanc, a little more expensive, but that's a that was a fine writing instrument. They are fine writing instruments, but often the they're I I just prefer these other ones, you know. <laughs> Plus, you don't have to worry about losing a six hundred dollar right. gold plated no, no kid pin, you know. All right.
Thank you, Don. We'll check with you again tomorrow morning, 6.56, Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS. Stay with us. Top of the hour news this morning. We had a fatal shooting we're investigating, or the police are investigating, in northeast Wichita this morning. That's on the way. Stephen Ted of the morning on KNSS. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Saber Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Dead. I'm Steve McIntosh. Voting is underway in New Hampshire primary. Wichita schools considering budget cuts that could include 200 teaching positions. We have the stories. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. We have a dense fog advisory that's been issued across Wichita and south central Kansas this morning. How does the rest of the day look? Our full forecast is coming up. Police are investigating a fatal shooting in northeast Wichita. Officers called to a home around 2 o'clock this morning near 15th and Poplar. First responders found two people who had been shot. One person died while the other person was hospitalized with critical injuries. Police Captain Travis Rakestraw. We have uh, detectives in from our uh, homicide unit. Uh, they're going to be uh, taking over the investigation, talking to people, collecting evidence, um, uh, and trying to piece together what occurred. No word from police on a possible suspect, but they do not believe there's a threat to anyone in the neighborhood. It's primary day in New Hampshire, the first state in the nation to hold a primary after the Iowa caucus. It's a state with a well-known independent streak that Nikki Haley is hoping breaks toward her. This voter tells me he moved his business to Florida during the pandemic because everything was shut down here. Yeah, I am very discouraged that DeSantis actually dropped out. So now he says he's going for former President Trump over former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. I don't think she'll, you know, stop all the uh, the border control uh, like Trump will. It's it's getting scary, honestly. This voter told me he thinks it'll be closer than all the polls say, but that former President Trump will win. I think his policies were strong, you know, before, and it just, uh, it's, it's how he handles himself is the bigger problem. And yet he still says he will be voting for the former president. In Bedford, New Hampshire, Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Wichita Public Schools are facing spending cuts to make up a projected budget deficit for the 2025 fiscal year. USD 259 Chief Financial Officer Susan Willis gave the board recommendations about how to save money for the current and upcoming budgets at the Board of Education meeting last night. She laid out several potential phases on how to trim money. Phase one includes administrative solutions like eliminating non-school positions through attrition. Phase two would look for ways to cut at least $16 million through either building closures or cutting staff. Willis said it would be the equivalent of about 230 teachers. At today's workshop, the Wichita City Council will take on several items, including the results of a recent citizen survey. Mayor Lily Wu tells KNSS News. If you saw on our social media pages, we can give you a little glimpse about what one of those results was, and that is um, the need for street repairs and street maintenance. Wu says the city's webpage features a place to report street repair problems in your neighborhood at wichita.gov, who commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Steve and Ted in the Morning Show on KNSS. The Sedgwick County Sheriff's Office has released the name of a 31-year-old man who was killed in a rollover crash southeast of Garden Plain Saturday night. 
He is identified as Jacob Schneider of Goddard. Crash occurred near 263rd Street West and West 23rd Street South. A man who cops say shot and killed eight people in suburban Chicago has been found dead in Texas from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Cops say U.S. Marshals caught up with 23-year-old Romeo Nance near Natalia, Texas. And as they moved in, Nance pulled the gun and turned it on himself. He was wanted for the shootings and killings of eight people at three locations in the Chicago suburbs. Cops in Joliet, Illinois, have said they don't know the motives, but that Nance knew all of his victims. Gary Baumgarten. Fox News. KNSS News time now, 7.05, five minutes past 7 o'clock. The Jayhawk men in action last night, as well as the Wildcat women. We'll tell you how it all happened coming up in sports. A swimsuit company is under fire for using a male model to promote a women's bathing suit. That story and more coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted now, 7.08, eight minutes past 7 o'clock. Flash floods inundated homes and overturned cars in Southern California as torrential rain swept through a large swath of the U.S. Over a three-hour period Monday, three inches of rain fell near San Diego. During the winter, the region typically averages around two inches of rain per month. Up north, there's an avalanche warning through this morning for the backcountry and the mountains around Lake Tahoe. A Mississippi woman convicted of murder nearly 30 years ago is arrested again, this time charged with killing her son and stashing his body behind a false wall. Police in Gulfport getting reports of a missing person last month, but after interviewing 66-year-old Jerry Lynn Israel, they say they began to notice several discrepancies in her statements. They say she also became increasingly uncooperative throughout the investigation, a search of her home uncovering a body in a wooden box behind a false wall of John Allen Gaither, her son. Israel was charged with first-degree murder, police later learning that she was convicted of murder in 1995. Chris DeMeo, Fox News. A swimsuit company is under fire for using a male model to promote a women's bathing suit. Moana Bikini, which is owned by Australian influencer Karina Irby, posted the Instagram video Saturday of a male model posing in a lacy one-piece bathing suit and captioned it, obsessed with this look. Many commenters were outraged and proclaimed they would unfollow the company for the video, criticizing the brand for using a male to sell women's swimwear. Others, however, defended the company for its dedication to inclusivity. Irby herself responded to the criticism, telling angry commenters to listen to Taylor Swift's song, You Need to Calm Down, known for its pro-LGBTQ lyrics, claiming it was written for them. Ted Lindner, Fox News. It's that time of the year again when scientists scare us about the end of time. The annual Doomsday Clock will be officially updated at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, in which we'll hear from atomic scientists over whether or not we're nearer or farther away from an end to world civilization. The clock, first set in the late 1940s, warning against self-destruction due to dangerous technologies like nuclear weapons. The purpose of the Doomsday Clock is informative, advocating for action to ensure a safer future for humanity. The Doomsday Clock currently set at 90 seconds to midnight, the closest it's ever been and attributed to ongoing foreign war. Jeff Madasso, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 7-11. 11 minutes past 7 o'clock. Right now in traffic, uh, we've still got that traffic accident 
It is right around 119th at 29th Street North, so might want to watch out in that area this morning. Uh, it's between 119th and 135th West. Also, fog, mist, drizzle out there. Visibility an issue listed at uh, three-quarters of a mile at Eisenhower National Airport. And, of course, with those temperatures where they are, things could still be a little slippery out there. Just be extra careful today. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. And now the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronnell Williams. Good morning, Ronnell. Hey, good morning, Steve. How you doing? Yeah, very good today. It went a little bit warmer yeah. now, now that it's been the past few days. So it's nicer out Yeah, yeah. Just by a little bit, especially yeah. during our early morning hours. But um, uh, still, Steve, you know, I'm, hopefully your uh, driving to work late last night wasn't too bad. Mine wasn't. Roads were just wet, damp. But, of course, we're pretty close to that freezing mark. I always push that number, 32, 32, 32. You know, that's that's the freezing mark. And we've been hovering around 33 over the last few hours. So uh, basically what I'm trying to say is we all just need to continue to be mindful. The fact that it's damp out there and with those temperatures around freezing, we have a lot of that fog that Jad mentioned that could lead to some slick icy spots. So let's just be mindful of our weather out there as we go through another soupy day. As skies stay cloudy, a 10% chance of rain that we'll keep in the forecast, mainly because of that low cloud cover that could lead to some misty, drizzly conditions, not only through the rest of the morning, but even during our afternoon later on today. Hive 38 degrees, so at least we'll be able to get a, a little bit more away from that freezing mark. It's still going to be a chilly, cloudy day out there, though. And then we'll actually have a much better chance of seeing another round of rainfall move in later this evening and during the night with a low of 34 degrees. Once again, only a couple of degrees shy of that freezing mark. We may have to watch out for potential of seeing a brief period of a little bit of freezing drizzle, a little bit of freezing rain. And if we have any fog out there by early tomorrow morning, that could also lead to a slick spot here or there since we'll still be pretty close to that freezing mark. Uh, back up to a high of 41 degrees, though, so at least we'll be able to rebound into the lower 40s with a 40% chance of seeing some of that rainfall during the day. And then once we get into our Thursday, it looks like things should be drier out there. High of 46 towards the end of the work and school week. 20% chance of rain as another system swings through. High of 44 degrees, so we're going to be well above freezing still, but then waking up 30 degrees early, early Saturday morning. Roads may be damp again with temperatures just below freezing. That means early Saturday morning, maybe seeing a slick spot or two. Now, after that, here's where we'll get into a quieter, warmer trend. Keeping a seasonal chill in the air Saturday with a high of 43, but then 47 Sunday, 50 degrees Monday, and then 51 for a high next Tuesday. Right now, 33 degrees with those soupy, damp conditions out there. Winds are calm, and we also have a visibility less than a mile right now. So just allow for a little bit of extra travel time. So plenty of moisture in the air and uh, very foggy. I was out earlier, and it, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, visibility's not good. So there are probably people run, driving around without their headlights on right now. But uh, need to get them on and make sure they're on low beam because that high beam doesn't do much good in the fog. Yeah, it's... It's going to be another one of those times, you know, we don't want any accidents or anything like that. Everybody wants to get to their destination safely, so make sure that we're doing just that. Thank you, Ron L. The KSN Storm Trackers Forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ron L. Williams. 7.15 now, Stephen Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Today is a Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024, and we had a gray, drizzly day across central Kansas Monday, Wichita's. High temperature yesterday was just 33 degrees. Normal high is 44. So we're still 
Uh, going below normal. We could be back close to normal tomorrow, as you've heard in the forecast this morning, with a high in the close to mid-40s. Wichita recorded an 800th of an inch of rain at midnight, last midnight, and that is less than a tenth of an inch. So uh, we've been having some moisture, but it hasn't, uh, not a whole lot of it, not deep anyway. On this date in 1988, northeast Colorado experienced its most severe thunder windstorm in many years. Boulder had measured a 92-mile-per-hour gust when the animator blew away. The instrument measuring the wind <laughs> blew away. Yeah. That'll tell you something. In the mountains, yeah. Mines Peak was whiplashed <laughs> by 120-mile-per-hour gusts. Familiar with Boulder, it's just... Uh, Northwest of Denver by about 30 miles. Boulder, of course, is that's where they have the University of Colorado. If you ever been there, it's a, that is a beautiful campus. And you're right in the mountains and all these pine trees and that's a beautiful campus at uh, CU. On this date in 1973, President Richard Nixon announced an accord had been reached to end the Vietnam War and would be formally signed four days later in Paris. And a birthday today, a big one for Actor Mariska Hargitay, she is uh, 60 years old today. She is the daughter of movie star Jane Mansfield. Jane Mansfield was a, a bombshell back in the 50s and 60s who was uh, killed in a car accident. And she was, that was about 66, 67. And uh, Mariska is her daughter. And Mariska's uh, account, uh, accolades include a Golden Globe Award, two People's Choice Awards, and a Primetime Emmy this is, uh, she's in the Law and Order TV series. Having a birthday today, she is 60 years old. Ah. Stephen, 10 in the morning here, 717 on this uh, Tuesday morning. Let's take a look at sports this morning with Jed Chambers. Jed? Well, we got NCAA women's basketball. The polls are out, and Kansas State has its best ranking in 21 years. The Wildcats now number four in the Associated Press poll. Wildcat ladies climbed three spots up to number four. Uh, they were last ranked this high in 2003. South Carolina remains number one. UCLA at number two. They beat Colorado on the road. So now Colorado's down to number three. Uh, actually, they were in number three spot. UCLA uh, moving back up to number two. After moving up to number four, K-State ladies had to defend their spot, and they had, well, they had a real contest. They were up against number 13, Baylor, in Texas last night, Baylor led most of that game, but the Wildcats clawed their way back. They led 58-55 to with just seconds left. They attempted a three at the buzzer. The shot was blocked by junior guard Jalen Glenn. K-State extends its winning streak to 13 games. The Wildcats return home Saturday for a matchup with BYU. The men's AP Top 25 had another upheaval. The same two teams at the top. Reigning national champion Connecticut staying at number one, Purdue at number two. But a loss by KU drops them out of the third spot. They tumble all the way down to number seven uh, after that loss to West Virginia. Uh, The Big 12 still leads the nation with seven ranked teams. TCU dropped out of that top 25. It had been uh, eight teams. The Jayhawks were looking to bounce back from that loss at West Virginia on Saturday. Last night in Lawrence, they were hosting Cincinnati. It was the first-ever conference matchup between the Jayhawks and the Bearcats, and KU got the win. They hold on 74-69. to Next up for KU, a road matchup at number 23, Iowa State. 
Legislators in Jackson County, Missouri, voted yesterday to override the veto of Jackson County Executive Frank White to place the renewal of a sales tax on the April ballot to help fund the new ballpark for the Kansas City Royals. The tax of three-eighths of a cent used under the current lease agreement for the stadium upkeep at Truman Sports Complex. The renewal would not only help pay for the replacement for Kauffman Stadium, but also future renovations to Arrowhead Stadium for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they had intended, uh, the Royals had been weighing competing offers from Jackson County and Clay County for new ballpark locations. They intended to make their decision in September, but have pushed it back indefinitely. And only in recent weeks have they said that they plan to build in Jackson County. Tune in to 97.5 and 1240 KFH tonight for the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Kansas City Chiefs in Baltimore on Sunday to face the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. And that's sports on Stephen Ted in the morning. 721 now. Keep it here for a house call for health. A triple demic is causing hospitals to be overcrowded. That's on the way with Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. I'm here with Chris at Allstate's Home Improvement. What type of home improvement projects do you specialize in, Chris? Steve, we replace existing windows that are rotting or not efficient and siding that is falling apart or folks are just tired of the maintenance. We also convert tubs into easy, safe walk-in showers. And we specialize in roof replacement due to storm damage or if the roof just needs replaced. Your company has been... This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh. Drizzle fog and 33 degrees here at 7.30 on this Tuesday morning. President Biden is not on the ballot in New Hampshire, but his supporters are looking to deliver him a win anyway. The president is technically skipping this first-in-the-nation primary to comply with the new DNC rules awarding South Carolina's primary next month first-in-the-nation status. But party leaders here are still hoping President Biden prevails through a write-in campaign. Nearly two dozen other Democrats are on the ballot, including 2020 challenger Marianne Williamson and Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips. Competition makes this country better. That's what makes us different in politics, in our economy. Phillips says he's in the race to defeat former President Trump, arguing most Americans don't want a general election rematch. In Nashua, New Hampshire, Jared Halpern, Fox News. A man has been charged for the fatal shooting of 35-year-old LaDante Ostrander in Wichita earlier this month. According to court documents, 37-year-old Yancey Hermosillo has been charged with one count of murder in the second degree. Unintentional but reckless. Hermosillo is being held on $1 million bond. He is scheduled to be back in court February 5th. At today's workshop, the Wichita City Council will take on several items, including the results of a recent citizen survey. Mayor Lily Wu tells KNSS News. We also have a new website that is so great. That website allows people to uh, instantly report that pothole exactly where it's at. And I've been told by Public Works that within 24 hours, that pothole can be filled. So, the more that we have that civic engagement, when you see that pothole, when, when you experience uh, that uh, problem, go out and, and send us that message on our wichita.gov website. Who commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Steve Head of the Morning Show on KNSS. Israel's army just suffered its deadliest day 
in its war with Hamas. The Israeli Defense Forces say 24 more soldiers have been killed in Gaza, 21 of them in a single incident. It's thought a rocket-propelled grenade hit a tank near two buildings the soldiers were in. Those buildings then exploded, probably as a result of mines placed by the Israelis to demolish them. Israeli forces are continuing to attack Khan Yunis, where they believe the leaders of Hamas are based. They say they've now encircled the city and killed dozens of Hamas members in the last 24 hours. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Police in Colorado are investigating reports of sextortion at several schools. The Aurora Police Department says it's received reports from several high and middle schools of a sextortion scam being conducted over Instagram. Sextortion is a form of blackmail where scammers threaten to post explicit material, some of which may be generated by AI of a person online, unless they receive money from that targeted individual. Officials say this scam involves six high schools and two middle schools. Detectives say they're currently working to identify additional victims and no arrests have been made. Sue Guzman, Fox News. The Kentucky gun shop that sold an assault rifle used in a deadly uh, bank shooting is sued by the families of victims and survivors. A lawsuit alleges River City Firearms in Louisville should have spotted red flags when Connor Sturgeon bought an AR-15 rifle days before opening fire at the old National Bank last April, killing five of his co-workers and injuring several others. Filed on behalf of the families of two people killed and three survivors, it argues fellow buyers saw Sturgeon had little knowledge of firearms and that the shop, a federally licensed dealer, has a legal duty to withhold selling to individuals who may have nefarious intentions. Sturgeon, who was killed by officers at the scene, bought the gun, 120 rounds of ammunition, and four magazine cartridges. Writing in his journal, the process was, quote, so easy. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We're seeing some widespread areas of dense fog to start the day. With cloud cover sticking with us, our high temperature 37. Rain will move our way overnight down to 35. Some patchy fog to start the morning on Wednesday with light rain through the afternoon. Our high 42. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. And now drizzle, fog, 33 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. 7.34 now, Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. It's time for our weekly visit with Sedgwick County Commission Chair Ryan Beatty. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. Good to, good to be with you. Yeah, it's a kind of a rainy morning, but I guess they always say we can, we can use the rain. It's good for the wheat, right? It's certainly good for the weed. It's good for the grass. And the fog is dense, but uh, I, I'm just glad it's not negative 20 wind chill. I can live with this. No kidding. <laughs> Listen, uh, we do have a Sedgwick County Commission meeting tomorrow, as I understand it. And I was kind of searching the agenda. I didn't find anything too exciting on there. Is there anything? <laughs> what can you tell us about tomorrow's agenda for the county? Yeah, it's pretty uh, uh, pretty elementary. Nothing too uh, controversial, nothing too electrifying. We're going to talk through a a park use agreement. We got a zoning request. There is one thing on uh, our county announcements that I think is intriguing for a lot of people in this community. And our, our county clerk's going to be giving a presentation about homestead refunds. Uh, and this is about property tax refunds and opportunities for particularly seniors or disabled veterans to get some sort of property tax relief. There are three specific types of homestead refunds. You got the general homestead refund program. They've got a program for or called Safe Seniors, and they've got another program for disabled veterans uh, called SVR. 
And what I would encourage, Steve, if, if anybody has any questions on these, because there's guidelines and parameters, just call the county clerk's office. They're, they're fantastic uh, in walking people through these and making sure that they understand which uh, of these free programs fits best. They'll help them with the application. They'll, they'll track the application for them. You can just call the county clerk, 316-660-9222, and I think there's some real opportunities for property tax relief for a few people in this community. Yeah, we did. We say that. We haven't raised the taxes. However, just because of assessment value and the value of homes, our taxes uh, for property still go up, right? Yeah, it's a challenge. You know, you look at the mill levy rate, and if you don't lower a mill levy rate in an environment where assessed value has increased, so the property values have increased, all that means is by default you're just accepting all the assessed value growth. And, um, and that's a challenge. And as we move to the – we're going to start our planning for the 2025 budget here in February, and that's a – it's a, it's a concern. Um, finding that appropriate balance is how do we how do we fund government, meaning all the compensation increases that we need for the 46 departments of Sedgwick County government. But but how do we also balance the fact that increasing property taxes is also uh, hurting people in, in some regards? It, it is very challenging for many families, and so that's the balance. And I'm actually encouraged and excited to to, to start that conversation at the county level. Kansas legislature is uh, underway now, and uh, anything special? I know that's a, have we got somebody up there from the county full time, or do you just go up and when there's something on that's on the agenda? Yeah, we do have a, a lobbyist team. Uh, Jason Walk is they're fantastic, fantastic lobbyists. We have a pretty robust legislative agenda that talks about appropriations that we're requesting for things like ComCare and the Community Developmental uh, Disability Organization, corrections. And we monitor and track that progress as we as the legislature goes. Uh, and then I'll be up Monday meeting with our South Central delegation to talk about the homeless effort and the things that I believe that we can do to partner with our state legislature uh, and county, the city of Wichita, to really try to change the trajectory of homelessness here in this community. So I'm looking forward to that meeting. We've got great partners up there. and I think it'll be a productive legislative session. You've been the chair. You've been on the commission for a while. For those of us who are not familiar with it, with what you do, I know that uh, uh, it's not just going to meetings uh, or to the county meeting. You've got a lot of other meetings, and uh, you go out and, and sometimes you do do a speech or something like that. You guys stay pretty busy when you're not on the county commission meeting, right? Yeah, it is uh, certainly fifty, uh, sometimes sixty hours a week, and a lot of it is just being present. Uh, Steve, is you, you want to be present. You want to make sure that uh, people are seeing you in the community so that you're attentive, you're listening, uh, you're helping to shape uh, not, not just policy from the county side, but you're active in the nonprofit sector. You're sitting on boards. And this is just about serving people. Uh, and, and that's what I really enjoy about this job in particular is, is you're really involved in all aspects of this community. And, uh, but it is most certainly a full-time effort and, and uh, one that's incredibly enjoyable. Good to be, good to be visible out there. And uh, so the folks know that you at least you probably you get a good chance to listen to people and hear their good ideas and hear them complain, of course. But every now and then you're pretty good, pretty good report, don't you? Well, it's certainly part of the job. And, and, and you know, there's more positive and negative. we got a lot of great opportunities, but there's challenges, too. And, and if you're not connected and if you're not present, you can't listen to the needs of the people. And it's very much a, a big part of this job. And it's something I actually enjoy being able to listen to people's ideas, but also listen to, to, to where the pain points are and where the criticism, criticisms are. So uh, it's all a part of the job. I enjoy it. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. we check with you again uh, next week at this time. You got it. Have Sed- a great week. Sedgwick County Commission Chair 
Ryan Beatty this morning. Steve and Ted here on KNSS. And again, I'd like to share a little bit uh, something. It's it's personal, but uh, uh, it's also public in that uh, uh, someone who has had an influence on the community, at least on my family and me over the years, years ago, has passed away. John Levi has died at the age of 95 down in Arizona. So who is John Levi? John Levi's dad uh, John was a great athlete. His dad was even a greater athlete. In fact, his dad, uh, this, he's an American Indian, and his dad uh, was a very good friend of uh, of the, the what they say was, uh, what was the guy's name? The, the greatest athlete, probably one of the greatest athletes of all time, an Olympian. Who am I thinking of? Uh, Thorpe. Uh, yeah, yeah Jim, Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe, yeah. So John's dad and Jim apparently were buddies. I think John spent time with, with, uh, with Thorpe. John was a... Junior high school phys ed teacher in Wichita coached, coached me and my brothers in track and basketball over at Hadley Junior High. Coached a lot of people over the years. And uh, we didn't know. We knew he was an American Indian. I had no idea how active he was in the community here. And uh, he helped to start the Mid-America All-Indian uh, Museum and Center down and down in Wichita. And uh, during uh, the Korean War, John was a, uh, was a corpsman, a Navy corpsman at Chosen Reservoir in Korea with the Marines. If you've ever, if you know anything about Chosen, you know it was the worst, worst place ever for American troops. And John was there as a corpsman. I did not know that when we were running around the gym and, and acted goofy. But uh, he had, I, a couple what, a couple of months ago, Jad, I got a hold of yeah. John and did uh, one of our issues shows, did an interview with him on the weekend, spent 30 minutes talking with John, and, and it, it was a great, great experience for me. I know he enjoyed the, the heck out of it. And uh, it was uh, it was fun, but he has passed away down in Arizona. They're going to have a ceremony down there, a life uh, celebration down there in in uh, Arizona. They're also uh, here in Wichita. If you know John or you know people who know John, they're having a celebration of life at Rest Haven uh, on the twenty third of March, and that will be at eleven a.m. I'm going to you know, do whatever I can to get there. I think it's a Saturday. I'm going to move heaven and earth to get there because I I wouldn't miss it for the world. But uh, he was, uh, I, you know, I, uh, he was uh, uh, quite an influence on many young lives. And uh, uh, like I say, phys ed teacher at Hadley for many years, John Levi. Hey, we've got, uh, what are we, is it today? Yeah, we've got a health care and education job fair going on at Wichita for Workforce Center. That's at, uh, up there at 21st and Abaddon, right by the bridge up there. It's from 1 to 3 p.m. And involved in this will be Health Core Clinic Impact. USD 259 Wichita, USD 262 Valley Center, USD 266 Mays, and WSU Tech. If you are interested in a healthcare and education job fair, it's from 1 to 3 this afternoon at 2021 North Abaddon. Stephen Ted of the Morning here on KNSS. Coming up, the Wichita Business Journal update. FAA recommends more Boeing door plug inspections. That story and more news coming up with Stephen Ted on KNSS. Stephen says, the morning, KNSS 747 here on this Tuesday morning. Three big things. Three. Wichita School Board will look at budget cuts that could include building closings and eliminating more than 200 teaching positions. Two. One person dead, one injured in a shooting in northeast Wichita. One. Voting underway in New Hampshire presidential primary. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. Traffic right now in the Wichita area, 
Well, we've still got some uh, fog here in the area, so visibility is still an issue. Uh, you'll also want to watch out. We have the report of a stalled-out vehicle southbound I-135 ramp to southbound I-235 up there in the North Junction. And we're uh, continuing to see a real slowdown uh, southbound on I-135, and that's up around 45th Street North. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS is brought to you by Joe Dubrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire. Now they've got two convenient locations, downtown at Market and Waterman and at 47th Street South and Broadway in the former Kmart building there. You can see it all at carlstire.com. Carl's Goodyear, your home for complete car care. Dense fog advisory this morning. Freezing drizzle, rain and fog today with a high of 38 degrees. 80% chance for rain tonight, the overnight low 35. Then on Wednesday, we have a 30% chance for rain. Tomorrow's high, 43 degrees. Now drizzle and fog, calm and 33 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS Wichita. Find the comfort of a hat to express your personality. Go to Hatman Jackson, find your own style. See why people from around the nation make Hatman Jacks their destination at the clock tower in Delano, Hatman Jacks. With temperatures plummeting, many electric vehicle owners are finding out their batteries don't carry the same charge in the cold. Fox on set. Some EV owners have told us that what would normally be a 15 to 20 minute charge is now taking over an hour at times. Turning on the vehicles in the cold is a task on its own. EV drivers won't be able to drive as far when the temperature is 20 or below. There are different estimates on how bad this may be. AAA says the performance decline is roughly 41%. That means what would once be a 100 mile journey may now only be 59 miles. And drivers here in Oak Brook, Illinois, at this Tesla supercharging station, say they're frustrated. I had to like wait for like 45 minutes for a charger, and then I pull in, it doesn't work, and then I pull out, and then someone else takes the next charger, and then I had to wait again. So it's it's been a little frustrating. Some of these vehicles have preconditioning, which allows you to set a timer to tell the car when you need it to be fully charged and warm for when you need to get out the door. With Fox on Tech, Kelly Saberi, Fox Business. It looks like a New Year's rally on Wall Street. Wall Street continues into record territory, feeding a momentum from last week's highs. Today, the Dow closed above the 38,000 mark for the first time ever. On the day, the Dow added 138 points. The Nasdaq jumped 49. The S&P 500 gained 11. The Dow winners today, Walgreens Boots Alliance, Walt Disney, and United Health. The decliners, Home Depot, Nike, and McDonald's. Oil prices rose as traders saw supply tighten due to conflicts in the Middle East as well as Ukraine. Bitcoin fell to a seven-week low today at one point. Cryptocurrency was trading below 40000 And pilots at Southwest Airlines expected to get a pay raise. Tom Graham, Fox News. United Airlines is warning that it will lose money in the first three months of the year, partly because of the grounding of its Boeing uh, MAX 9 airplanes. United said Monday that it expects to lose between... 35 cents and 85 cents per share in the first quarter. The company is predicting a bounce back and full year earnings in 2024 between $9 and $11 per share. Now a look at local business news, courtesy Wichita Business Journal. For about a year, Bridget Combs has been a member of Kayleen Hoffman's Body Bar Pilates Studio in East Wichita. Now 
she's ready to run a body bar of her own on the city's west side. Combs recently signed a lease at 3807 North Rock Road to launch the growing national exercise chain's second Wichita location, with a targeting uh, date of opening in July. The Heritage, Andover's 103-acre mixed-use development on the north side of U.S. 54 has landed its latest business, Andover Family Optometry, plans to great break ground in a new building by the summer with the goal of opening a year from a year later at the northwest corner of Yorktown Parkway and Founders Parkway. The practice is the most recent new business announcement for the transformational nine-figure development, which has seen significant construction progress in the last few years, from homes to Class A apartments and commercial spaces. And from the Wichita Business Journal this morning, the Federal Aviation Administration recommending airlines that use the Boeing 737-900ER to visually inspect the mid-cabin exit door plugs. The agency said Monday that the 737-900 is not a part of the 737 MAX 9 fleet that had a door plug blown off in midair on January 5th during an Alaska Airlines flight. The FAA asked for more inspectors because the 737-900ER has an identical door plug design. Some operators have already conducted 737-900ER inspections and noted findings with bolts during the maintenance and inspections. Wichita-based uh, Spirit Aerosystems, which makes 70% of the 737, manufactures the plug at its plant in Malaysia. So, the plug, controversy for the plug continues. And that's local business news this morning with Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Today is National Pie Day. Yeah, we have this, seems like about four times a year. We're not talking about the pie like the uh, the mathematical yeah. sign. We're talking about Well, pie. that's in March. Yeah, that's in March. And this is, this is National Pie Day, celebrating one of the nation's favorite desserts. No matter how you slice it, pie is just any form that makes a, makes a crowd happy. Hmm. Fruit pies, berry pies, cream pies. They are mouth-watering servings of homemade goodness. Favorites. I've been around Ted long enough to know his, his favorite is French silk. Right, yes. All that chocolate. What's your favorite, Jed? Your favorite pie? No, oh, I don't know. Kind of kind of goes back and forth sometimes between either key lime or strawberry rhubarb. Key lime is very good, yes. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorites. However, my favorite would be the banana cream. Followed closely by the coconut cream. Mm. Uh, rhubarb, nah, nah. My wife likes rhubarb pie, but uh, except for you and her, that was the only people I know who like rhubarb. It is pie day. Yeah. Celebrate. Have an extra slice at lunchtime today. 7.55, Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Stay with us in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. We have an update on the New Hampshire primaries, plus to look at budget challenges for Wichita Public Schools. Jed has sports today. He's on the sports desk for Ted Woodward. That's right. We had the uh, Jayhawk men in action yesterday, as well as the Wildcat women. And we'll tell you about those two games coming up in sports. Plus entertainment news. You have the blur coming up as well. That is right. And, uh, wow, in the blur, (laughs) got all sorts of things going on, including good movie nominations and bad movie nominations for Awards. We'll tell you all about it coming up in the blur. And up to the minute, traffic and weather in the 8 o'clock hour with Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.
Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Voting underway in the New Hampshire primary and Wichita schools considering budget cuts that could include 200 teaching positions. We have the stories. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. We may be a bit slow going here this morning with widespread dense fog across south-central Kansas. Looks like most of today will be dry with possible light drizzle, but another chance of rain is on the way. Our full forecast is coming up. Police are investigating a fatal shooting in northeast Wichita early today. Officers were called to a home around 2 a.m. near 15th and Poplar. First responders found two people who had been shot. One person died, the other person hospitalized with critical injuries. Police Captain Travis Rakestraw. We have uh, detectives in from our uh, homicide unit. Uh, they're going to be uh, taking over the investigation, talking to people, collecting evidence, um, uh, and trying to piece together what occurred. No word from police on a possible suspect, but they do not believe there is a threat to anyone else in the neighborhood. The nation's first primary is underway in New Hampshire, and one candidate is starting off strong. Fox's Mark Meredith has the latest from Dixville Notch, New Hampshire. This voter tells me he moved his business. The voting to is officially over here in the first of the primary contest. All six ballots now being pulled out of the ballot box. They're going to put it on this whiteboard as the number comes in. It is official. Wow. All six of the uh, votes that were cast being for Nikki Haley. I see for Donald Trump they've put a zero indication that <laughs> the former president got none of the votes up here in Dixville Notch. And I guess that makes it about as official as it could possibly get. Wichita Public Schools Chief Financial Officer Susan Willis gave the school board recommendations about how to save money for the current and upcoming budgets at the Board of Education meeting Monday night. She laid out several potential phases on how to trim the money. Phase one includes administrative solutions like eliminating non-school positions through attrition. Phase two would look for ways to cut at least $16 million through either building closures or cutting staff Willis said it would be the equivalent of about 230 teachers. She ended with recommendations for the board to give staff permission to look at a limited building reduction option to address some of the budget deficit for the 2025 fiscal year. At today's workshop, the Wichita City Council will take on several items. Mayor Lily Wu tells KNSS News. The one uh, topic that we will be discussing is economic development. And I know that that's um, a hot topic in our community. People want to know, how are we uh, growing Wichita? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Um, and what are the tools that the city of Wichita has. So this is a great chance for the community to come out or to tune in on YouTube to listen to that topic. Council will also discuss the results of a recent citizen survey. Wu commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Stevens Head of the Morning Show on KNSS. Sedgwick County Sheriff's Office has released the name of a 31-year-old man who was killed in a rollover crash southeast of Garden Plain Saturday night. He is identified as Jacob Schneider of, of uh, Goddard. Crash occurred near 263rd Street West and West 23rd Street South. A man who cops say shot and killed eight people in suburban Chicago has been found dead in Texas from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Cops say U.S. Marshals caught up with 23-year-old Romeo Nance near Natalia, Texas. And as they moved in, Nance pulled a gun and turned it on himself. He was wanted for the shootings and killings of eight people at three locations in the Chicago suburbs. Cops in Joliet, Illinois, have said they don't know the motives, but that Nance knew all of his victims. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. Less than two weeks since the first series of airstrikes, the U.S. and United Kingdom launched another series against an Iranian-backed political group. Fox's Jennifer Griffin has the latest from the Pentagon. American and British warships and warplanes carried out multiple strikes on Houthi targets in Yemen, the second time since January 11th. F-18 fighter jets from the USS Eisenhower and Tomahawk cruise missiles struck eight Houthi targets, including Al-Dalamay Air Base and missile launch sites and underground facilities where the Iranian proxy stores its ballistic missiles and drones being fired at Red Sea shipping lanes. Australia, Bahrain, Canada, and the Netherlands praised the strikes. U.S. Central Command said in a statement, the targets included missile systems and launchers, air defense systems, radars, and deeply buried weapon storage facilities. At the Pentagon, Jennifer Griffin, Fox News. KNSS News time now, 8.05, five minutes past 8 o'clock. In college bas- basketball, the Jayhawk men were in action yesterday, and the uh, Wildcat women were in action yesterday, and we'll tell you how they did. Coming up in sports. Missouri lawmakers move to put stadium sales tax on the ballot. That story and more just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted now 8.09, nine minutes past 8 o'clock and still 33 degrees, been 33 all morning. Legislators in Jackson County, Missouri voted Monday to override the veto of Jackson County Executive Frank White and place the renewal of a sales tax on the April ballot to help fund a new ballpark for the Kansas City Royals. The tax of three-eighths of a cent is used under the current lease agreement for stadium upkeep at the Truman Sport Complex. The renewal will not only help pay for the replacement for Coffin Stadium, but also future renovations to Arrowhead Stadium for the Kansas City Chiefs. In and out the classic California burger chain announces a closure to one of its stores because of crime. 
Fox's Bill Malugan has the latest. This is a California staple we're talking about, known all across the world for their burgers, their fries. They're now being forced to close their doors in Oakland, where crime out there just continues to run rampant, just like here in L.A. In-N-Out Burger says despite repeated efforts to create safer conditions for their workers and customers, both are regularly victimized by armed robberies, car break-ins, theft, and property damage. A spokesperson said that though Store 193 remains busy and profitable, the Closure is the first of its kind throughout their 75 years operating, saying in part, quote, our Oakland store will be the first location we have closed. We feel the frequency and severity of the crimes being encountered by our customers and associates. Leave us no alternative. That restaurant is the only In-N-Out Burger in Oakland, California. A Mississippi woman convicted of murder nearly 30 years ago has been arrested again, this time charged with killing her son and stashing his body behind a false wall. Police in Gulfport getting reports of a missing person last month, but after interviewing 66-year-old Jerry Lynn Israel, they say they began to notice several discrepancies in her statements. They say she also became increasingly uncooperative throughout the investigation, a search of her home uncovering a body in a wooden box behind a false wall of John Allen Gaither, her son. Israel was charged with first-degree murder, police later learning that she was convicted of murder in 1995. Chris DeMeo, Fox News. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A dense fog advisory has been issued across much of south-central Kansas. Temperatures hovering just at or slightly above freezing. It'll be cloudy through much of today with a high 37. Another system moves in after midnight that will bring us occasional rain, our low 35. Showers off and on early Wednesday with a high 42. I'm KMSS meteorologist and holiday. Now drizzle, fog, 33 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. You know what makes a great gift for any occasion, don't you? That's anything from the Monarch. Shop local for your whiskey lover with gift cards, apparel, and glassware. The Monarch, West Douglas in historic Delano. 8.12, Stevenson in the morning here on KNSS. Today is Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. This is Stephen Ted's show number 6,594. 6,594 started in 1998 in January, about this time. Yesterday's high temperature in Wichita, 33 degrees. Rainfall overnight. At midnight, we were measuring eight, ten, uh, see, of eight one-hundredths of an inch, less than a tenth of an inch of rain as of midnight last and uh, on this date in 1971, the coldest temperature ever recorded in the U.S. occurred when Prospect Creek, Alaska, located 180 miles north of Fairbanks, tumbled into a thermal abyss by uh, to 80 below zero. <laughs> that is cold. 8.13 now, Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And, <clears throat> excuse me, as you've heard this morning, the voting in the New Hampshire primary is underway. And with us this morning for an update on that is Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers. Good morning, Tanya. Hey, good morning. Are you in Dixville Notch or whatever they call that place? <laughs> I'm not in Dixville Notch. I'm in Nashua. Nashua. Okay. So uh, mm-hmm. polls are open, and uh, we know that uh, Haley won that Dixville Notch <laughs> opening round there at midnight. But uh, what is the, what are the voting hours there now, 6 a.m. to 7 p.m., something like that? 
It depends on where you are in yeah. the state, actually. Some places close at 7, some places close at 8 East. All of them close, are closed by 8 Eastern. Yep. Uh, but it just sort of, it's it's kind of a patchwork of, of hours, honestly, uh, depending on where you're at. What are we looking at? What, any late polls showing on who's ahead of President, well, former President election Trump? election day. So uh, Fox has a policy of not doing stories with polling oh, on election okay. day. Good idea. In case, you know, <laughs> so as not to like you know influence any in people one way or the other who are who are planning on voting. Um, so that's just kind of the blanket policy that we we have. Uh, I can tell you though what it's like here on the ground. I went to a, a Haley rally yesterday evening, the last one before the primary today. Uh, it was in Salem, which is not too far from from where I am here in Nashua. And uh, it, was a, it was a huge crowd. Um, now, they held this in what well, looked like a pretty good-sized like, ballroom of, uh, of a, a new hotel there in, in Salem. There was an overflow area. There was a line down the hall of people who were just you know, kind of hoping to get in. And, and I explain that because when I say it was a big crowd, I, I want you to understand like, kind of the parameters of, of you know, the crowd size. I think that's important to, to, to explain. Um, the thing that I wanted to do was in, not necessarily see her speak so much as talk to the people who were there and get an idea of how long they've been Haley supporters. And the reason I wanted to know that is because in the last you know, several days, she's been on a flurry of campaigning, uh, crossing the state, going all over the place to hold rallies and get out the vote, stops, uh, even with the, with the governor, I mean, the whole nine yards. And, you know, excuse me, her campaign has said that they were trying to turn some of those independent voters here in New Hampshire to to their side to make them Haley voters. So last night when I was talking to people, I asked them, you know, have you been a Haley supporter all along? Have you just made up your mind recently? Several of them, of course, told me that they had been, you know, with her from the beginning as far as a supporter goes. Um, There were other people who identified themselves as independent voters. Um, some of which just told me in the recent days, in the last few days, they had changed their not changed their mind, but firmed up their 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 you know idea of who they're going to vote for. Yeah. Some told me yesterday is when they made up their mind. Wow! So you know her her bid to change some of those voters who are independent to her side it has has worked at least with some of them. Now, is it enough to put her over the over the winning you know finish line tonight? We'll have to see. And it's just one we got we got more primaries to come, right? Oh yes, there's of course South Carolina, which is, um, you know, people are kind of already looking to to that one to see, okay, if if Haley finishes second, is she going to stay around? Her campaign says she will because of that, you know, that's her home state, so it's a big one for her. Um, you know, at this point, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see how that shakes out. But yeah, there's plenty more to come, and of course, Super Tuesday is going to be just a monster. Um, you know, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where things are at that point. Hey, it sounds to me like you're coming down with something. You're a little under the weather. <laughs> I have been under the weather. I've been fighting it with all I can. <laughs> uh, I will tell you the New Hampshire cold has not done me any favors. <laughs> but I'm, but I'm, I'm hanging in there. I will be, I will be on the ground and, and doing my reporting as normal. All right. Thanks for being with us this morning. Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers with Stephen Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 818 here on this uh, Tuesday morning. And time for a look at sports this morning with Chad Chambers. Chad. And in sports today, well. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We've got uh, the NCAA Women's Basketball Associated Press Poll is out. And Kansas State has its best ranking in 21 years. The Wildcats moved up to fourth in the Associated Press Poll. Uh, they climbed three spots. They were last ranked this high back in 2003. South Carolina remains the unanimous choice at number one in the poll. UCLA moved back up to the number two spot. They beat Colorado on the road. The Buffaloes remain in the third spot. After moving up to number four, the Wildcats had a road test. They were facing number 13, Baylor. Baylor led for most of that game last night, but the Wildcats managed to claw their way back and led 58-55 to with just seconds left. Baylor attempted a three at the buzzer, but the shot was blocked by junior guard Jalen Glenn. Eliza Maupin, Gabby Gregory, and Serena Sundell each had 16 points. Kansas State extends its winning streak to 13 games. The Wildcats return home Saturday for a matchup with BYU. On the men's side, the men's AP Top 25 had some upheaval. Uh, the same two teams at the very top are any national champion, Connecticut, number one, Purdue at number two. Kansas had been number three, but they dropped down to number seven after that loss to West Virginia. The Big 12 still leads the nation with seven ranked teams, despite TCU uh, dropping out. Now, the Jayhawks were looking to bounce back from that loss at West Virginia on Saturday. And they were in action last night in Lawrence, hosting Cincinnati, the first ever conference mat- matchup between the Jayhawks and the Bearcats. KU jumped out to a big lead early. Cincinnati tied it up at halftime, but some really cold shooting in the second half for Cincinnati. And the Jayhawks get a 74-69 to win. Next up for KU, a road matchup at number 23, Iowa State. Tune in to 97.5 and 1240 KFH night at 6 o'clock for the Chiefs Kingdom show. Kansas City Chiefs in Baltimore on Sunday to face the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. Baseball Writers Association revealing results of this year's Hall of Fame voting. Former third baseman Adrian Beltre and longtime Twins catcher Joe Maurer are getting strong support in their first year on the ballot. Beltre is 18th in career base hits with 3,166. He belted 477 home runs and won five gold gloves. Maurer is a three-time American League batting champion and is the only catcher in history to win more than two batting titles. Former Colorado Rockies slugger Todd Helton is on the ballot for a sixth time. Helton last year received more than 72% of the vote. He was a 11 votes shy of election. A player needs 75% of the votes to be elected. Bob Mortali, Fox News. And that's sports on Stephen Ted in the morning. 75%, that's a pretty good threshold. Yeah. All right. 821 now, Stephen Ted coming up. We have the Hannity Morning Minute. A mass migration from several states. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning now. Steve back in touch. Ted Woodward. 
eight, uh, Ted's not here today. 8.30 here on a, on a uh, Tuesday morning. Still 33 degrees. A search is on for two escapees from an Arkansas prison who are considered armed and dangerous. The Jefferson County Sheriff's Office said it discovered Monday morning that the two prisoners escaped in the last two days from the Dub Brassel Adult Detention Center in Pine Bluff, southeast of Little Rock. 23-year-old Jatonia Bryant was being detained on probable cause for capital murder in connection with the 2023 shooting. The sheriff's office identified the second suspect as 22-year-old Noah Rausch. He's a murder suspect being held on residential burglary and theft of property charges. The sheriff's office hasn't said how the prisoners escaped. I'm Deborah Valentine, Fox News. Wichita Mayor Lily Wu tells KNSS News she's going to the state capitol to lobby for help on a local project. Um, just last week, we talked about veteran homelessness, and then this week we're going to go back up to Topeka again to say we need some help with um, our homeless uh, situation here in Wichita. What can you do to help us with a facility that we've been calling the Multi-Agency Center? Who commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Stevens Head of the Morning Show on KNSS. Adam Tebben of Wichita died over the weekend doing what he loved, working as a travel nurse on a flight in Oklahoma to save patients. Tevin's Air Evac Life Team flight went down in Oklahoma outside the town of Hiro Saturday night. Two others died in that crash. The White House is responding to the U.S. Navy declaring two SEALs that went missing to be dead. In a statement from the White House, President Biden wrote, Jill and I are mourning the tragic deaths of two of America's finest. Our hearts go out to the family members, loved ones, friends, and shipmates who are grieving for these two brave Americans. National Security Spokesman John Kirby added, We ought to just take a moment to remember that a couple of families are just got the worst news possible. Um, and it's important that they know uh, that the president and the first lady will stay solidly behind them and their families, make sure that they get all the support they need. At the Pentagon, Jennifer Griffin, Fox News. Pilots at one major airline have negotiated a big pay boost. Pilots at Southwest Airlines are the latest among the nation's four largest airlines to negotiate significant wage increases. The Southwest Airlines Pilot Association announced they ratified a contract Monday to increase their pay by nearly 50 percent by 2028. It includes an immediate 29 percent pay bump. The deal follows three years of bargaining and will impact 11,000 pilots. The union said the contract also include changes to retirement, scheduling, and parental leave program. The union says the contract also includes changes to retirement, scheduling, and parental leave programs. Tom Graham, Fox News. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning. We're seeing some widespread areas of dense fog to start the day. With cloud cover sticking with us, our high temperature 37. Rain will move our way overnight down to 35. Some patchy fog to start the morning on Wednesday with light rain through the afternoon, our high 42. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. Now drizzle and fog, calm and 33 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Stephen, 10 of the morning, KNSS, 8.50 here on this Tuesday morning. Three big things. Three. Wichita School Board will look at budget cuts that could include building closings and could include eliminating more than 200 teaching positions. Two. One person dead, one injured in a shooting in Northeast Wichita. One. Voting underway in New Hampshire presidential primary. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. 
the dense fog advisory out there goes until noon today. We've still got some fog here in the Wichita area, so just remember uh, to keep that in mind. Make sure you're keeping those low beams on. Real quickly, the gasoline prices out there, real common price, two sixty nine a gallon. Much better prices elsewhere, two forty three a gallon near 13th and Tyler. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Dense fog advisory this morning. Freezing drizzle, rain, and fog today with a high of 38 degrees. 80% chance for rain tonight, the overnight low 35. Wednesday, 30% chance for rain with a high of 43 degrees. Now drizzle, fog, 33 degrees, and calm, no wind at Wichita's severe weather station, 98.7 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Stephen's head of the morning here on KNSS. Dow closed up. All three indices closed up yesterday in Wall Street. This morning, uh, the Dow is trading down by 90 points. The S&P, however, is up uh, almost five points. And the NASDAQ is up almost 28 points. Stephen Ted here on KNSS taking a look at local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. The Federal Aviation Administration recommends airlines that use the Boeing 737-900ER to visually inspect the mid-cabin exit door plugs, the agency said Monday. Although the 737-900 is not a part of the 737 MAX 9 fleet that had a door plug blow off in midair on January 5th during an Alaska Airlines flight, the FAA asked for more inspections because the 737-900ER has an identical door plug design. Some operators have already concluded 737-900ER inspections and noted findings with bolts during the maintenance inspections. Wichita-based Spirit Aerosystems, which makes 70% of the 737, manufactures the plug at its plant in Malaysia. For about a year, Bridget Combs has been a member of uh, a member at Kayleen Hoffman's Body Bar Pilates Studio in East Wichita. Now she's ready to run a body bar of her own on the city's west side. Combs recently signed a lease at 3807 North Bays Road to launch the growing national exercise chain's second Wichita location with a targeted opening in July. The Heritage Andover's 103-acre mixed-use development on the north side of U.S. 54 has landed its latest business. Andover Family Optometry plans to break ground on a new building by this summer with the goal of opening a year later at the northwest corner of Yorktown Parkway and Founders Parkway. Practice is the most recent new business announcement for the transformational nine-figure development, which has been a significant construction progress in the last few years from homes to Class A apartments and commercial spaces. And that's local business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal. I'd like to mention the passing of a uh, really a heavyweight as far as movie directors are concerned. Norman Jewison passed away this week uh, at the age of 97. He, uh, Among his awards, an Academy Award for, uh, uh, for Irving Thalberg Memorial Award, these are... Uh, rarely given out. This was in 1999. He has he has been nominated personally for seven Academy Awards, three Golden Globe Awards, a Primetime Emmy Award. Now, his films have received 46 nominations over the years. <laughs> wow. And won 12 Academy Awards. And this is a guy, this was good. He had some big ones, okay? He uh, directed In the Heat of the Night in 67. Yep. Fiddler on the Roof in uh, 71. And a personal favorite of mine, Moonstruck, 
1987. Yeah. He also directed Cincinnati Kid with Steve McQueen back in 1965 and an interesting movie called The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming in 1966, which uh, was one of my favorites. And one more favorite of mine, Thomas Crown Affair with Steve McQueen in 1968. Hmm. Yeah, Norman Jewison. This guy uh, was one of my favorites, along with Sydney, the late Sidney Pollock and others. Yeah, uh, he directed uh, Rollerball with James Caan. Rollerball. Yeah. Nin- he passed away at the age of 97. And today is uh, National Handwriting Day, encouraging us to put pen to paper and write out our thoughts. According to the Writing Instrument Manufacturers Association, it is a chance for all to re-explore the purity and power of handwriting. Mm. And nobody does this anymore. We all got the computers, <laughs> right? Exactly. How good is your penmanship? Mine's, mine uh, is pretty good. It used to be really good when I can really slow down and take my time. But I Mine's terrible. Yeah, I don't have time anymore. <laughs> my favorite writing instrument, and most, most people don't have a favorite, but I like the, the tool pen, the T-U-L pen. I, that's, a, that's a dandy. <laughs> Nice and smooth and a great ink. Okay, National Handwriting Day. Glenn Beck program coming up here on KNSS. The Supreme Court and Razor Wire in Texas. Going to be talking about that. News at the top of the hour. Voting underway in the New Hampshire primary. And if you missed any of today's show or just want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Last Show. News updates all day. Steve and Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS Wichita. Market Tax Services knows retail. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 